Hello, good morning, good afternoon. Have a have a bag of um, shit. Are you are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you da? Hello. <coughs> I'm unhealthy. <coughs> I have a small nose. It's always clogged. I've got snots in my nose and clogged nasally pitch. I I need to speak like this more often. <laughs> uh, now I can breathe. I need to speak like this when I'm on stage, when I'm doing stand-up, and when I'm uh, I just need to find a new direction in my life. A new, um, this episode is just gonna be me only, cause uh, I want to put one out, but I don't have uh, any guests uh, for for. Okay, until Monday. I got I got Michael Vargas coming in to record on Monday. And so I think I'm just going to um, um not release this. This is terrible. This is I mean uh this is is not what anyone wants to okay. I'm going to read some quotes from the Don DeLillo novel Underworld, um, which I read a few years ago. And when I was, I just, I, I like the language of Underworld. It says, longing on a large scale is what makes history some vast shaking of the soul okay so longing on a large scale who longs on a large scale white people disenfranchised people or the people at the top of the pyramid. Oh, large scale implies uh, probably those at the bottom who, on a large, over time, uh, affect the top by effect by by, by uh, the tectonic plates of history cause uh, civil wars and realignments and changings of the guards and meet the new boss same as the old boss that's from the who the band the who which uh, includes uh, pete townsend and 
Roger Daltrey, and Keith Moon, and John Entwistle. Most of those guys are dead. Um, half of them. I guess half is not most. Um, when you deal with crowds, nothing is predictable. All these people formed. Okay, what? what okay, whatever. All right, stuff doesn't have to happen. Um, you know, with the deliberation, I, I, you don't have to put thought into things. It's not important to um, be relatable or to even try to be coherent. Um, February 21st, 2021. This is my diary. It says, this is my diary from two years ago. Success for me always meant having a reason to keep going. Having the respect of others. And the means to maintain more efforts. The plateau. The plateau feels happy. The everyday efforts, making inches incrementally, inches incrementally, drawing too much meaning from sexual prowess, identity-driven narcissism, self-aware of my selfishness, unattractiveness, dim-wittedness, happily ever obvious, the content sucks, the content don't contemplate. The riches don't unearth themselves. You have to discover gold. Keep control in the midst of chaos. Marked as a subhuman. Reputation is everything. Talking for the sake of getting better at it. Rip the meaning out. Live without meaning. Have no romance. Don't want tepid, tender care. Whining and hostility are intertwined. Some guy got his finger bitten off at Rudyard's yesterday. Don't know how it's related to the guy who asked the comedian group, the guy with the bloated alcoholic face, the one everyone hates. You need only say that guy weeks later to anyone who was there. Oh, I know who that is. He asked if I ever fisted my urethra. You ever fist your own urethra? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. End of conversation. Everyone wants you to leave. You're the same guy I blocked on every social media platform. You're so whiny and then hostile he's the same guy who harassed the bartender's mom with sexual phone calls at 3 a.m i'm not sure what he had to do with the guy who bit the doorman's finger at the bar next door but anyway this guy i don't like he's not a good customer also don't bite people's fingers off he gave me a piece of pizza at the beginning of the night. It was 
greasy. He talked about the cost of it. He was about to throw it out. I took it because I was hungry, but then I had to talk to him. He stepped too close into my personal space and dominated all talk with his aggressive and then passive-aggressive and then hostile non-joke attacks and put-downs. said my drawings are shitty. He doesn't like my art. I draw like a child. Okay, all right, you bastard. All right, I don't like this person. Someone out there hates me just as much. I know it. I know there are people who hate me just as much as I hate that guy. And um, that is not success. That is not what I want from life. That, okay. <clears throat> um, so far, so wacky. Uh, I don't know. I'm looking at an old um, journal, reading old writings. Um, I'm not sure if they're any good. They're probably not. They aren't. I don't know. What do you think? Are you listening right now? Is anyone listening? Why would anyone be listening? It's... um. It's it's not not a you know this gets to be what it wants because it's all about it's because because I'm out here in the wilderness uh, doing nothing. Uh, February eleventh, twenty twenty one. If I'd wanted something better, I'd have known how to ask for more in a way that ensured there'd be no unintended consequences for getting whatever it was I thought I wanted, which was something better. Making love is pathetic. Something really sexy, keep it as it is. Don't analyze. You will only be hurt. Understanding the hurt makes you less sexy Dispensing the pleasure is a true art. Fully integrated personality. Field of vision. Quality clothes. Nice haircut. Great ass. Toothbrush Tuesdays. Positive chatter on the ride home. Say something anyone can listen to. Interfere Inherited norms and patriarchal schema. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and interfere with that. <laughs> Use ameliorative intersectional meta-analysis to interfere inherited norms and patriarchal schema. It's hard to handle the feeling of fire when you do that. Just, whoo, the fire. Fire feeling of fire the heart wants what the heart gets if you're lucky never been lucky well maybe a few times which is even worse it's bad to get lucky if it only happens once because then you know the difference oh i don't like knowing what i'm missing i want to be blissfully ignorant and happily stoned 
Mirrors, targets, every love story is a mirror. Every declaration of love is a request. Whatever hate you feel will simmer in the stew and become good if you know how to forgive. Meanwhile, unresolved hate pickles in the brain with all the alcohol and smoke. Wander, pickled wander, flashes of dead brilliance, mediocre output. Not sexy. No more pain. Really listen to people. Hear the need behind the story. The conspiracy theory. Listen non-judgmentally. Apologizing to someone who's wrong. Wiping craziness off with a handkerchief. The world is closing in. No rights of refusal. Letting go of a victim's narrative. Too inspired by entertainment. Ship of Fools, Catherine Ann Porter. That's a novel. I'm doing this betrayal. Justification myths. I don't know what I'm talking about. I drew a couple of little cats. I drew somebody with a face and some fingers going, hey, uh, pointing at the cats. And then some contour lines, um, squiggles. My expectations were wrong. And the easy explanation is um, immigrants? I don't know. That's uh, conspiratorial thinking. I'm betrayed by loss of masculine power, masculine rights, and traditional rights. Masculine rights are traditional rights. When others gain, I lose. West is best. Proud boy. I'm a proud boy, okay? When, I, when others gain, I lose. Loss of identity is painful. I am the victim. I have a right to protect my traditional rights. You've violated my rights with your equal rights agitation. Motherfucker. Um, hmm. I take little notes like that, and, and um, I don't expect anyone to look at them or read them um, do anything with them. Scotty Peterson, my friend who died um had a show idea once of uh he 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 made me uh he he thought it'd be funny to take one of my random diaries and uh read random passages from the books of bob and that would be comedy so reading from the book of bob more recently um when the bit gets unraveled and I have a man in a blue trophy man's face there's a trophy you win when the bit gets unraveled and it's it's uh, this guy uh, Thomas the haystack instead of Thomas the tank engine thought that drawing a haystack who was just happy to be a haystack was funny um april 1st oh this says there i drew a marble with a cat on a string sliding away from the marble which is a um and then i wrote the movie always happiness all of the time April Fools 2023 That's not what the movie's called
this band we saw at Dan Electro's. I think it was called Green Velvet Curtain. But when the singer said the name of his band, hey, hello everybody, we're Green Velvet Curtain, it sounded like he was saying Green Vulva Curtain, which would be gross. I think if you had a curtain of green fungus over your vulva that you had to brush past like a curtain in order to get to the pussy. <laughs> um, Mercedes Bland. What if you only got to love life for one day and had to live your whole life around it? That's what I was saying, you know? It would suck. It would suck to only get lucky once and have an experience of authenticity and meaning be revealed to you one time when you're 19 years old and can't do anything with it and you live to be 85 and nothing in your life is ever as good as what happened to you when you were 19 and you always knew it that would suck i wouldn't want that and i i want life to get better and better as it goes along and i want every day to be a revelation to be an experience that i that i could never even imagine possible i want my impossible dreams to come true on a day-to-day -day basis i want magic and beauty and love and song and prizes and perks smiles respect authority power i want power over everyone i want to force everybody to smile um some people just want to buy the world a coke i want to force everybody to smile um uh, reading uh reading reading a book called the paradise uh, the well i was reading this book together the healing power of human connection in a sometimes lonely world a book written by vivek h murthy md surgeon general of the united states it's uh page 41 under an essay entitled the paradox of loneliness when we become chronically lonely, most of us are inclined to withdraw, whether we mean to or not. John Cacciapo determined that our threat perception changes when we're lonely, so we push people away and see risk and threat in benign social opportunities. That's what happens when you're lonely. Everything seems scary. And so you push people away and you become more and more lonely. And everybody gets the point and they say, well, I guess you don't like me, so I'll leave you alone. And you're like, no, I don't want to be alone. That's the whole reason why I'm scared. And they're like, well, that's not my problem. I don't want to solve your problems. You're just a person who you, uh, you should communicate. I can't. Uh, I want to communicate. I, I'm, I'm a lonely, I'm a lonely bitch. I'm a stupid bitch. Uh, 
page 95 it says cultures of connection here's the next thing i underlined culture was inherited and adopted without question and belonging was not just about togetherness okay no no no, no. let me back up here okay start started the sentence before that for countless generations human beings were bound to the land where they were born and the members of their immediate tribe culture was inherited and adopted without question and belonging was not just about togetherness it was also about defense against predators and enemies in other words culture was bundled up with fear of known threats and others who might be hostile as a result our wiring signals us that we need to belong to our people in order to feel safe and that we need to avoid or shun others for fear they can't be trusted. We see these instincts still playing out in the social behavior of teenagers, and we see them contributing to xenophobia, racism, and political hostilities. Evolution is slow to catch up with rapid societal change. Uh, that's an excellent uh, analysis. That's uh, exactly what what happens uh, on, on a larger scale. Sort of like, like I, I feel when I'm lonely, I need to protect myself, and I push others away, who are, and I and I perceive everything as a threat, because I'm in crisis mode. So when a culture is in crisis, uh, fear turns the culture against itself. Uh, what's that movie? The Fastbender movie? Ali? Fear eats the soul? Um, fear... Oh, um... Okay, you don't need me to explain what I just read out loud because I probably wouldn't do a good job. And I think racism and xenophobia and the secret life of teenagers are all things that can be better explored in other places. Mm. Oh, do-do-do-do-do. I'll read another diary entry, I guess. 1-23-2021. January 23rd, 2021. In case that didn't make any sense. Okay. January 23rd, 2021. Pointless and pitiful. That's what they call me. Loneliness on loneliness. Bad on bad. Tank is empty word bank is dry nothing at the bottom but dust and cans beer cans from 1985 an old rubber raft the remains of a dead teenager who got stabbed stabbed while swimming pointless and pitiful doing things without caring about whether or not anyone likes it that's the epitome of rape pure narcissism lack of empathy bombing without aplomb 
totally oblivious, unable to understand rejection, unfamiliar with the real, unfamiliar with anything real. Everything I've liked has always been fake my whole life. If I just keep talking, maybe someone will listen. Maybe I'll reach someone who will know how to listen. Maybe I'll hurt people with my words and cause deaths. Death. Yeah, maybe I'll hurt people with my words and cause death. Death. Death to, to so many. I don't know. No, I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to incite the riot. In invite Antifa. I have Antifa's phone number. I, hey, I should call Antifa. I've got their number. This is comedy. Pure comedy. Night of the Nightmares. That's gold. Nothing sexual, ma'am. Just the facts. What if, okay, what if they were trying to, um, on the show Dragnet, what if they were questioning Sharon Stone, like in the movie Basic Instinct, when she uncrossed her legs and showed her vagina for a 50th of a fraction of a second and everybody freaked out because what a slut what if the dragnet cop was like nothing sexual ma'am just the facts i don't need nothing sexual ma'am hey nothing sexual man nothing nothing sexual please get out of here with that sexual stop it with the sexual ma'am just the facts just the facts i can't say facts facts figure it out while you're doing it that's been my philosophy for stand-up and podcasting and art scribbling and apparently my writing as well is just get started and figure it out while you're doing it live your life while you're doing it always fuck 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 water breakfast beer fuck breakfast fuck dinner nighttime fuck eating chips Fuck while you eat chips. It's my philosophy. Everyone is sexy. Nice to fuck. Get it done. There's there's your sign. Get her done. Call me tater salad. Don't be a redneck. Fuck. <laughs> Stay in school. Fuck. Waiting on a train. Checking your watch. Forgot to buy cat food. No stores open. Can't get there from here. Can't fuck anything. Fuck, 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 fuck. My cat's gonna kill me. Oh. Recording. Oh, no. Oh, no. I wanted to record a little uh, thing in the middle. Okay, Mr. Thing in the middle. Uh, okay. This is Ray Bedford. You're listening to the goddamn healing club. Why don't you get out there and heal? Next day, I wrote, uh, used to get used to getting used to feel used before COVID didn't have job only serving positions, feeble minded, delicate man with gay feelings and sad emotions. Does that make any sense? I feel lost and bemused, good about nothing, unfair and noncommittal. Bling. People need to run away. I can't be a friend to anyone good. 
Got these bad thoughts in my head. Can't get interrupted. Feeling, thinking, cruising. Sensing, danger, awful, stinking, corrupted, rotten. Be your own corpse. Kill yourself now. Forget about tomorrow. Work on the past. Experience the gay rainbow. Tomorrow is a promise from the past. The figure looming in the thicket comes to kiss me in the thorny throng. Be my lover in the thicket. I will kill you with an axe. There is no one. Don't believe in the one. Not anymore. Not these days. Forever pining after something lost. Big bong exploding into my consciousness. I've got a big bong exploding in my brain. My bong exploding into maturity. Creative death. Symphony of destruction. It's like the pay paper. It rats through. The, remember that song, you know, Megadeth? Um, loneliness. Adjacent to loneliness. Boring stories about yesterday's conquests. Unpacking the door. As seen through the aperture. Folk singing about freedom. Taking responsibility. Perfectly capable. I can be a good friend. I can make a good dinner. I can be there on time. I will have love when I want it. Tell jokes another time. Fill the void with something to say. Hear what you love to hear. Hear only what you love to hear. Don't expose all the secrets on the Healing Club podcast. Now, goddamn, what's wrong with my dumb brain? Uh, is it? Is there? Is there some reason why I'm I always plod thoughts out that way? Or why did that seem like the way to express myself two years ago? What did, what did, what was I trying to accomplish with those? zigzags and tangents just trying to do something that artificial intelligence could never do is that maybe the point of being a human artist is <coughs> doing something that a robot could never do what kind of things can a robot not do they can make a a new evanescence album I bet I think they, they did a new Oasis album. And I hear it's not even bad. The robots, they could do anything I can do. Mm, um, I was reading a book called the color of law a forgotten history of how our government segregated america by richard rothstein and i can randomly quote from it little um spots in the book where i underlined stuff 
I don't know if I can bring you up to speed. Um, okay, I guess what I, what I, there was, uh, uh, the thing that, uh, that I took away from reading this book, The Color of Law by Richard Rothstein, is that in 1883, after Reconstruction was over because the Republicans gave up trying to do things to ameliorate the plight of the newly freed African Americans who had been enslaved for hundreds of years their families had been enslaved in 1883 the Supreme Court I forget which decision um, made it so that uh, or decided that it was okay to segregate neighborhoods and that um, private interests, real estate interests and insurance companies and uh, the, the real estate sector could decide that um, the, the, the neighborhoods could be all white and no black because that was in the interests of the whites who were spending their money on the places where they wanted to live and that was an issue of freedom that um the supreme court and the federal government had no right to uh interfere with the wishes of those who want to segregate themselves with their money and so until the, like for another hundred years uh the federal housing authority and the uh, every local government and uh the um homeowners associations and uh all throughout the country neighborhoods were segregated because no neighborhood that was unsegregated could be um, underwritten with loan guarantees by the federal government. So VA loans were opportunities for white people, but not black people. Black people who got back from serving in World War II could not use the VA loan services the way white people could to buy a house in a Levitt town suburb, Levitt was the uh, there there were suburb suburbs exploded in the 1940s because governments contracts and uh, VA loans made it possible to fill them, so the the government would not ensure loans on houses that were in integrated neighborhoods so the government was complicit in segregating all of the neighborhoods in the United States the government was active in segregating all of the neighborhoods in the United States up until the 1980s because of a court decision 
1883, which made it so that segregation was not a violation of civil rights as understood by the Supreme Court. So, goddamn, this is complicated, but... Um, uh, hmm. Racial zoning ordinances were... Uh, were were pretty much legal until the 1980s. They were okay. So I guess I guess that's it's uh when people talk about structural racism, that's one of the things they mean is that the the neighborhoods were segregated on purpose all throughout the country. So different cultures in black and white communities, obviously like. If you're from a a black neighborhood, then they they can have uh, the town dump right next to your house, and you can't say not in my backyard like the white people can. So, and and you're uh, in in black neighborhoods, they can subdivide all the houses, and uh, and so like, and they can charge five times the rent they would pay to comparable units in white neighborhoods like a, like a white people always got better deals all through the 20th century and black people always had to pay more and uh, even if you had even if you made more money than a white person who was going to go live in a white neighborhood you couldn't you couldn't rent a, a room anywhere you couldn't buy a house for more money because if, if every white white communities kept black people out not just in the south and uh and and that was it was pretty explicit up until the 70s and 80s and you know to act like uh Things that happened 150 years ago, 200 years ago, uh, are are not uh, relevant to our times. Is pretty foolish because you gotta understand the past in order to move forward. With, with like you, you gotta understand what actually happened in order to. Um, to deal with reality as it exists and not just in so so okay that's what i was reading about earlier this week so page 175 just a sentence i underlined in this book by richard rothstein the Color of Law, A Forgotten History of How Our Government Segregated America. Racial policy in which government was inextricably involved created income disparities that ensure residential segregation continuing to this day. And that was 2017. He may as well be talking about right now. Uh, six years ago, that book came out. I recommend it. 
Um, my friend Tess Vergolt, I quoted her pretty recently. She said, when you're white, your whole life is a hate crime. And that was a pretty funny, funny joke. She said, when you're white, your whole life is a hate crime. Uh, you can't fight. Here's something I wrote down. I, I, I tried to draw some eggs on a blanket, some eggs resting on the folds of a blanket. And then next to that, I drew a cat resting profile view of kisses I drew kisses in a, in a few small simple strokes I drew kisses profile view of mrs. kisses that's my cat but above the drawing of my cat I wrote down you can't fight history it always happens I thought that was like a Yogi Berra type of uh, witticism or uh, I drew a dog. I drew John Wick running away with his dog next to him. Then I drew another guy running. It says, what you want all the time. I drew Abraham Lincoln doing stand-up comedy. You can tell it's Abraham Lincoln because there's a stovepipe hat um, popping up off of his head because his joke is so funny. His, whenever the punchline hits, the the hat flies up, uh, and you know, like, uh, and this is a smart joke because uh, in Hamlet, uh, Hamlet says to uh, Ophelia, "Frailty, thy name is woman," and then Abraham Lincoln, when he's doing stand up, his hat pops off because he was he's like he says, "Gravity, thy name is woman." Wow, your tits. He's saying gravity, your tits. Thy name, gravity, thy name is woman, and, and he's saying how like women's, you know, gravity. Oh, that, um, Abraham Lincoln, you suck. You're you're terrible at comedy. He had this other joke about a trans guy who gets fat and has titties again, and he's like, I miss my old titties. <laughs> Why did I go through all that trouble just to have titties again? Oh God damn it! Now I'm a man with titties. This sucks. Um that's hateful that's hateful rhetoric abraham lincoln i don't i don't think you're a good president and and then um i wrote down this like what if abraham lincoln was gay and he was uh gay dreaming like daydreaming about gay things when he was about to give a speech and he said flirt squirt and seven years ago uh oh I came in my pants because I'm gay. And do you think he would be remembered in history as such a good president? I, I, I think that's the there's there's a lot to debate there. Um, I I also wrote this little joke. It says, uh, "Well, I was I was thinking of some open mic comedy names, like names to throw in a in a bucket if if." Uh, uh, if they were just reading out names to determine the lists uh, or the order of the people who'd shown up. And, and, and if you throw in some fake names, you know, maybe that's a laugh, you know, like somebody pulls a fake name out of a bucket and reads it out. Uh, uh, okay. No number uh, second is uh, Jeff Carbuncle. Uh, heart fart more. 
Macaulay Badfinger? Sars Treefone? What if your name was Sars Treefone? I'd be like, <laughs> fuck me, man, mom. Why'd you name me that? Um, I, I thought this, I, I drew a guy that says he's, he's shocked because somebody tells him, wow, your dick is so masculine. It has no feeling, no feelings at all. Eee, very masculine dick. And the guy's like, oh, god damn, got me. Um, yeah yep that's uh that's my brain hard at work uh i don't ever want to be a person who trails trauma i don't want to be somebody who makes who's who's like just i wish i never met him all i wish for now is that i could forget him i wish i could forget meeting bob morrissey what a horrible horrible person Bob Morrissey. I ache inside. He hurt me so badly. I wish he'd never been born. I fucking hate Bob Morrissey. I don't want to be that in anybody's mind. So. Huh, all right. This is a podcast. It was just a way to fill time. I'm on a show tonight at the secret group. I'm doing stand-up. I'm going to do some of my jokes. Something about, um, oh boy, your dick is so masculine, it has no feeling. Ha ha ha, Abraham Lincoln. Hat pops off. Um, brr, that would be cool if you could do a joke and every time the audience laughed, your hat would come flying off your head and then the audience would laugh more and then but it would come back down when the audience and you'd start a new joke and then over and over again your hat would fly up and down throughout the night i bet that would be a pretty good gag i wish i could do it maybe it would be fun to animate it i don't know but i'm gonna be doing just 10 minutes of jokes tonight at the secret group hosting the uh rudd's open mic on monday um and you can see me around houston I'm pretty much a like a like a standard, a staple. I'm a no. You, you see this guy? Yeah. Um. Thanks. Thanks for listening to my podcast. I I just wanted to put something out, and uh, it's a lot of maybe it's self indulgent, but who cares? All right. So so thank you, thank you for thank you for thank you for letting me indulge whatever I just did on this podcast. I'm gonna listen to it and. Uh, and I'm going to go, God damn, um, you know, go see a therapist, Bob. All right. And if you do need help, go see a therapist. If you're, if you're feeling, call, call like a hotline and, um, and, and don't, don't do anything terrible. Uh, don't drink and drive. Um, watch your children, you know, teach your children, uh, be safe, um, you know, vote with your conscience and let's let's all build a bridge to a better tomorrow thank you this is the healing club podcast and it's over now all right next week i'm gonna have a different guest and then it won't be as weird to just hear me rambling for close to an hour
but uh, thank you very much. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, you and you who are probably just me because I'm the only one who listens to my own podcast. So uh, thank you, me, and goodbye. <laughs>